This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Tell me, tell me, tell me, Tune to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawksbane. This is a programme called... The Completely Amazing World of Wardini Books. We should change it every week to be something completely uh, out of this world till it's about this long. Okay. And we don't get time for the reviews. Challenge, challenge accepted. Challenge, okay, next mm. week. Let's see what happens next week. Yeah. Now, this week we've got three more fabulous books that you're going to review. And I want you to give me something that's going to be uplifting because I just sort of feel like, you know, well, everyone else is feeling at the moment. Oh, my God. Yes. I've got an uplifting sandwich for you, okay, <laughs> with a bit of bewilderment in the middle. All oh, right, okay, let's, yeah. have the, let's have the best bit first, maybe. Dragon Girls, tell us yeah. about Dragon Girls. So this is a little chapter book, as you can see, for readers of... If you're starting to fly when you're six, that would be fine, um, but it's got some, some stretching vocabulary in mm-hmm. it, so maybe a, a six slash seven and up, and you can see it's got a beautiful shark. Can you see the twinkles on it? Yes, I it's can. It's actually got... It's got a textured... The dragon oh, yes, wings on I the front there. I can hear doing it, yeah. yes are textured and glittery because this is a series called The Glitter Dragons. This is Dragon Girls as Mina the Gold Glitter Dragon. Mm. What's not to love already? So what I really like about this little chapter book is that on chapter one, by the end of that page, which is half a page of well-spaced text, she's on that adventure. Wow, that's good. As Mina has moved from the city to the countryside. Her mum is unpacking the boxes. She's out in the garden in the warm autumn sunshine and she gets a call from the forest. I'll tell you what it is, actually. But this is all by the edge of the page. Magic forest, magic forest, come explore. And she's like... So we don't know why she's moved to the to the countryside. There's no mention of any terrible crisis in her life. It's just they've moved to the countryside. She goes into the forest. And she goes through this sort of... In this magical um, part of the forest. And all of a sudden, she's coughing up glitter. And like, <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> yes, oh, what is happening? And then um, she, her limbs feel different. And she, she sees this pool, and she looks in the pool, and she sees a dragon. And she's like, oh, my God, where's the dragon? She's turned into a dragon. She, oh, is, wow, she is a dragon. The gold glitter dragon. Oh, yeah. And eventually, she meets a, a tree queen who's got a mission for her. And there are two other um, dragon girls as well, who um, she ends up knowing in her other life where she's a little girl <laughs> so and it, uh, there is a a pall over the um the magical dragon world um the 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 terrible what are they called something sprites they're like snow sprites mm. or something and their leader are um wanting everything to go dark and they're wrapping all webs right, around yes. the dragon sun and you know all this no. kind of thing so they're on this mission but what i really like about this book is that it is it's got a mild bit of danger in it you know really that no one's ever really got nothing's no harm's going to come to these dragons they're going to have a wonderful time they're going to complete the mission and then there'll be another mission i love it i love a happy ending yeah and is it just me i seem to recall and i might be totally wrong on this that dragons were the big thing a few years ago is that right? I Have they come back, or is is it dinosaurs now? And what is the big thing with kids and books? Is uh, it dragons? Dragons is having another resurgence. Yeah. So you did have years ago, Crest of the Cows, How to Train Your Dragon, mm. and it was made into a film. And then we've got the dragons in Harry Potter. Mm. But uh, dragons is a thing again with Wings of Fire, which is a series that's been going on for donkey's years, mm. but Tui Sutherland is still writing those. And then these ones, and then there are graphic novels, the comic book novels, mm. um, full of dragons. So kids love dragons. Yeah, they do, they do. My grandson, mm. he just loves it. Now, tell us about bewilderment. Is this the meat in the sandwich? That's not the very good bit of meat. Is there a bit of meat that's gone off? <laughs> <laughs> bewilderment. I see what you did there, Ken. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, so this is by Richard Powers. He's, he's quite a literary writer. So this is an absolutely beautifully constructed book. The writing is stunning. So it's lyrical and beautiful. But the content of it, I don't feel is going to leave you uplifted. Mm, we were just no. talking off air, weren't yes, we, about we, were. we want to go out and we want to be uplifted. We're sick of talking about COVID-19 yeah, and all these things. Right we are. But anyway, so in this novel, it feels a little bit slightly future. And the world, you know it has continued to ignore climate change. So we've got tornadoes, we've got mm, floods, yeah. we've got um, whole countries like Australia just burning. The apocalypse. Um, yeah, so it is a climate apocalypse. And it is happening. It is and happening, We yeah. know it is. And, and yeah. the point of this book is that it's been ignored. It's too late. Mm. People are having to compensate. Oh, right. So um, you have a family in this book and the mother has died and you find out how she's died. And there's a little boy who is probably autistic, but the father is saying, I'm not going to have him put on drugs. I don't want him to be labelled with ADHD, autism or whatever. For, for better or worse, that's what he has chosen to do. Mm. And so he's managing the little boy's behaviour. He's about eight. And his name's Robin, and he's named after his mother's favourite bird, and that's a bit of a theme throughout the mm. um, book because mother was a conservationist. Father is an astrobiologist. Mm-hmm. So he uses what he knows of the universe to create hypothetical planets. So this is probably out there, but we just can't see it yet. Mm. And so well, useful if you're going to ruin the one that we're on, yes. you know? Yeah. So that's the, the, the context of the family. But what it is really about is Robin's way of looking at the world and his obsession with saving everything from the tiniest little microbe to mm. the, the biggest mammal. Um, so that's the little boy. And just the way that his heart is completely broken about the way that the world is working. So it's got a bit of a, th- a sci-fi theme running through it or not? Not really. I think it's just a... Well, I suppose if you look at... Um, what do they call it now? Speculative mm. fiction, which is... This is the way the world is going. Mm. So just a very near future. N- near enough to be disturbing enough mm, that we're yes. like, OK, this is the way that it's going. But the, so when we put that book down, are we going to be uplifted with a bit of hope or are we going to think, oh, my God? I wasn't uplifted. I felt that I had read A Thing of Beauty mm. um, by a, a writer who is a craftsman. Mm. But um, it's a dire warning, really. Yes. Yeah. And Did there's it? another thing going on. I must just mention this because um, the mother and father, um, Theo, and I can't remember his name, uh, the, the wife's name, I'm sorry, um, they were involved in this sort of experiment where your brain patterns for your feelings were recorded. Mm. And part of the therapy that the father um, agrees to use for Robin is they've still got the mother's brain patterns recorded well. and Robbie learns them. Mm. And he's got his mother back temporarily. Well, amazing. Yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. And is it a theme of this person's writing? He did write one called The Overstory that I've not read, and that was another environmental one to do with the trees, and I think it was almost from Trees' perspective. Mm. Yeah, but that one, that was... He's won the Pulitzer Prize for something. Could have been The Overstory, actually. And uh, this one was a Booker shortlister as well. So who will that appeal to? People who just like to read, who feel relief in writing something, where you read a a sentence um, and you just go... Wow. (laughs) How can somebody do that with words? Yes. And, you know, the the construction of the story and the plot of the story is amazing. You know, I don't know if that technology exists anywhere in the world that you can map somebody's um, response to ecstasy and then imprint it on another person. 
Was he? Was it an easy read? I mean, you, yeah. obviously he's a wordsmith, but was it a, a read that someone like me could think? Oh, yeah, that was a good book. That I think so. Yeah, Would I mean, it be an easy read or not? Yeah, it's not one of these highly literary ones where it's obfuscating and you just don't have a clue what's going mm. on. You know exactly what's going on all the way through, and the characters are very vividly realised. So that little boy, your heart just breaks for mm. him the whole way through. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about Big Panda and Tiny Dragon, unless uh, we're going to end on a high note. And now for something completely different. <laughs> yes. Big Panda and Tiny Dragon by James Norbury. I like so the cover. It, it com- it, yeah, well, James Norbury is the artist mm. also. And then he, the words, the simple Buddhist-inspired words mm. are his. So if we kind of flip to the end, which is something you're not supposed to do, but just for a note on James Norbury, um, uh, what he says is this... Some time ago, he was in a difficult place and he happened across a book on Buddhism mm. and that helped him through whatever difficulties he was going through, so, you know, which is a lovely mm. way to begin, isn't it? And so he studied Buddhism and um, had a lot of time on his hands because of COVID. I, sorry that yes. we've mentioned it twice during this program. <laughs> um, and he's an artist and he's created Big Panda and Tiny Dragon oh, and they nice. are the most beautiful. I don't know, are they pen and ink or like whatever pencil, yeah, yeah. Um, and through these characters we go on a little zen journey mm. through the seasons so we begin with spring and then we end with spring as well and they are the best of friends and it's lovely mm. be brave you never know what a first meeting might lead to so they meet and then they begin their journey so i'll just flick it open at any old place yes. and we'll see what they're up to because it's not necessarily a linear story you mm. know they're traveling together Try to make time for the small things, said Big Panda. They are often the most important. I like that. And there's a, you know, there's a bee on a dandelion mm. and they're both just having a good look at what the yes. bee's up to. So maybe I'll... So it's about mindfulness, really. Very much so. Mm. Yeah, you know when you might be in a poor place mm-hmm. or you just need to calm down, mm. which is very useful right at, at the moment yes, when everyone's so anxious about things. I want to change the world, said Tiny Dragon. Start with the next person who needs your help, replied Big Panda. And what I really like about it is that, because I'm a simple-minded person, is that there's a fam- fabulous drawing on a page and a little bit of stuff, which means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. And really, you can just flick it open and you can take a breath and just think about what that means mm. and how it might apply to your life. Yeah. yeah. It's like me looking at my veggie garden at the moment. It's going particularly well. And I look at it and I think, wow, that's quite satisfying to do that for yeah. a couple of moments in your life. Yep. In an otherwise mad world. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that book. Just look at that bloom. Yeah. Some people are like candles. They burn themselves out to create light for others. Oh, how Aww. good is that? I love that one. There you go. Yeah, that's fabulous. Beautiful. All right. So we want those fabulous books. Where do we get them? Wardini Books, please. In Havelock North and in Napier. Yeah. And uh, as was been my pleasure, you look after yourself and talk to the same time, same place next week. Wonderful. Thank you, Ken. Who wrote the book out loud? This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.